0: Welcome back. You're either with us for Kent Your Own Risk, episode 18.5, or just a continuation of episode 18, depending upon what Kent decides to do. But you're with Kent and Chris. We've been just kind of discussing freeform what's been going on with our lives for the past couple months. I think I have basically wrapped up everything I've talked about since October, so now we're going to hit Kent up.
1: All right. So... I mean, we were just talking about video games and I will say I know we're not going to talk much video games, but I really want to do and I think I've told you this, I really want to do a, a Zelda podcast I really want to rank all the console games, avoid the handheld because there's a lot of them and I simply haven't played them, but I've played almost all the console ones, I really want to do that at some point, but what prompted this was that I started, I got back into uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild I don't like that game.
0: I'll probably be unpopular with this, but I haven't owned a Nintendo system since the GameCube.
1: That's okay. I mean, the GameCube would have made me give up Nintendo, too, but then I got a Wii, and then I, I did get a Wii U. I'm, like, the only person I know that has a Wii U, but I like it because I can play my Wii games, and I have probably, like, 15 Wii U games. So, like, it's fine. It's just... I mean... Nintendo's great for what it does, and if you're into those games, that's awesome. If you're not, like, there's no point in it,
0: you know. Uh, No, I would say some of the best horror games ever came out on the the GameCube, though.
1: Eternal Darkness.
0: Eternal Darkness and Resident Evil Four.
1: You know so I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I can't play Resident Evil 4 on any system that's not the Wii because that's the first time I played it and I got so used to the motion controls and they actually nailed motion controls with that particular game that to go back, it's really difficult for me.
0: Oh no, dude, I, I feel your pain. Like I, uh, I got a Surface Pro, right? And so I play a lot of older shit when I'm at work because, you know, it has no integrated graphics cards, so you know, you're know you stuck limited with what you can actually play. So, I mean, some of them have aged beautifully, and I've been able to go through and play them no problem. Some of them have aged so horribly that, like, it's almost more of a struggle to just play the game than it is to, like, be playing an older game. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, like, for me, yeah. I because I I do use some emulators at times, like, some of the older stuff's great, but when you get to the Nintendo 64 early PlayStation era, some of that stuff just looks beyond terrible, to the point where I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to play it on the actual machine.
0: I mean, sprites can sometimes save a graphical style, you know, for older games, because of, you know, cuteness or nostalgia or just simplicity. But when you get into that, like, that old 3D polygonal shit, where some of it was just bad, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the po- yeah that that's the stuff that makes it really uh, difficult. But I did last year, toward the end of last year, I uh, played through Earthbound again because that's just a game that I will forever love from the Super Nintendo, and. I was the only person that really knew about Earthbound out of my circle of friends until like Smash Brothers came around and brought out Ness, and I was like, oh, I know that guy. And nobody else did. But now it's popular, but they never made an... Well, they did make one more, but it wasn't... I don't know. They didn't make another Earthbound itself, which is a shame. Because I'd be all over that.
0: Yeah, I I gotcha. The the one thing I would add, just video games-wise, is I finally was able to get Borderlands 3 because I for pc because i wasn't going to buy it on the the epic game store and i just beat it the main campaign tonight and i really enjoyed playing through it you know like goddamn it i hope they don't take like another 10 years to do a sequel
1: i really liked the game i mean i i I have some fair criticisms of it um one thing i i I definitely want to criticize about that game is on your mini map give each character a different color so you know who is who on the minimap rather than everybody be the same color like as I'm playing on fantasy star online 2 everybody's got their own color I'm like that's what I've been asking for since whenever it came out September I think so that's one minor gripe and I really hated the ending to the game I I, I, I don't care I hated that ending I laugh every time I beat the game because it it almost brings tears to my eyes how dumb and silly that ending is.
0: Like, a lot of the criticism I saw before I started playing it, I'm wondering, like, how much of it was valid and how much of it has been patched out. You know, like, I heard, like, people were saying, like, the enemies are bullet sponges and blah, 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 and the only way you can kill them is with a Jacob's weapon. And I didn't run into any of that playing through. But again, you know, I'm playing it seven months after release. I'm, you know, not... The first PC release. So I don't know how much has been changed and how much of it was just people's uh, impressions.
1: I would say early on, because I mean, I pre ordered it and played it the first day. And I think it's safe to say that early on, the enemies really truly felt like bullet sponges. And I don't know if it was me getting reacquainted with the game or if they just changed, you know, with updates or whatever. But now that I've, I mean, I've played through the game almost four full times now. Um, yeah, I mean, the beginning's just a joke now to me, but the first time yet, it was hard as hell. So I, I really don't know whether the change was within me or within the game.
0: Probably more within the game, I'm thinking. I mean, by the time I got it, we were almost into the second DLC, so they've had a lot of time to adjust. I mean, it's the same thing kind of like The Division, uh, from, oh, yeah. came out to, to, you know, right before the division two came out, you know, when the first one came out and you could empty an entire clip of fucking sniper rifle bullets into a dude's head and see his health bar just minutely drop. And now, I mean, at least, you know, one or two sniper shots, you're pretty much guaranteed to kill any non yellow bar enemy, So
1: Quick question. Who did you uh, decide to play through
0: as? My first one I went through is Zane. Uh, like I saw, I was originally intending to play Amara because I've never played a Siren in a Borderlands game, at least on you know my initial playthrough. And then my mom chose her, and I was playing through with her. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do Fleck because he's a he's a pet class. And My brother chose him, so I was like, uh, that's I was like everybody says how easy Moses and how hard it was to play Zane, so I'm like, I'm gonna play Zane. I'm gonna play the hard guy at the start. I, I'm not gonna lie, like I just soloed the shit out of the fucking. Uh, circle of Slaughter, the Torque one while my mom died by myself I was like, I'm awesome
1: uh, so it's funny because Zane was my first and Amara was my second and Moe's was my fourth and Mose is the only one I haven't finished although I'm on the like I'm at Necker Tofeo um, but Zane really had a huge learning curve I think he had the hardest learning curve, but he was fun as hell. Like, I don't know. Did you use doppelganger?
0: I, I spec'd for the sentinel and, and the doppel clone. Okay. Um, like just the, I really enjoy his playstyle because so much of it is based around movement. And like most shooters don't have that. You know, like I, I'm expecting him into like kill skills and, you know, uh, the doppel being the, uh, like the taunting decoy.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's I based most of mine around the doppelganger with a little bit on the shield, the barricade, or whatever. And yeah, I had blast with him. Um, now, now, technically speaking, though Mara, I've gotten, I've played the most with because, quite frankly, she's just overpowered as far as I'm concerned, and I have a lot of fun with that at times, especially if I'm just grinding for gear, but. Yeah, I, I liked all the characters in totality. Flack was actually my least favorite because my pet would just get in the way when I'm trying to collect stuff. I don't like that.
0: One of the things that I liked about the game a lot was how much more interaction your character had with like what was going on around him. You know, like people would talk to him and he'd respond more than just like one line at a time.
1: Sure. It, but, yeah, some of the cutscenes It's like, you weren't even there And I'm just I mean, like at
0: All of the cutscenes, you weren't even there I mean, that's the <sighs> only way they could have any other shit going on Because I'm like, the first time Tyreen and Troy showed up And I didn't just, like, shoot the shit out of them Before they fucking were able to do anything Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, God, I could go on and on about the game But I'm not going to But, yeah, that, that I liked the game And I haven't played through the second DLC I plan on it like I plan on everything else It's there's just so much stuff to do and I alright this is horrible but like there's so much stuff to do so like every day is kind of like a new day to start something fresh and then like I kind of end up in the same vicious circle of not getting a whole lot done but I mean I guess that's what this part of the podcast is going to be because I'm going to talk about the things I did actually get around to um but uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll start with horror since that's what people are here for. Um, I saw Three from Hell. Actually, I was gifted Three from Hell, mm. and um, my friend Christine knew I wanted it, and I pre-ordered it. Then I'd canceled because I ran out of money. So like, she gave me her digital code. Um, I watched it. I had a blast with it. I, I know it got like a lot of negative reviews and I, I feel that a lot of the negative reviews also probably came from people that may not have liked the franchise in and of itself because I, I feel if you liked the franchise this would have felt at home. That that's all. Like if you didn't like the franchise this certainly wasn't gonna change your mind to suddenly be like, Oh, this is amazing But I had a great time with it and um god one of the dudes from Sons of Anarchy and Mayans was in it uh, who I'm a big fan of can't think of his name right now it's like his character's name was Aquarius i think and i thought that was a cool name um so that was i guess that's my starting point here because i have all right I, I, as you know, I have way too many films digitally, so I'm just trying to go through my list to see like what I've seen since we last talked but I have 777 movies on voodoo. so, it's going to take a few minutes to kind of see everything um, god damn it okay, Bad Times at the El Royale, have
0: you seen that? I, uh, fucking love Jeff Bridges, man, I really like that movie that and movie that was, was great. I was surprised by um, Chris Hemsworth.
1: Oh, Hemsworth was so good in that. Yeah, it was so thin, but he 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 was great in it. And I I bought that right around the same time that I got Hotel Artemis with uh, I can't think of her name. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster and Batista and uh, the dude Charlie Day.
0: Yep. And uh, what's his name from fucking. Uh, so, yeah. I don't,
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought both movies exceeded my expectations. Bad Times at the Al Royal was a, a better film overall. Um but yeah, I had a great time with both films and I would I would absolutely recommend Bad Times at the Al Royal to just about anybody and Hotel Artemis to at least eighty percent of people. Uh, it's not definitely not for everybody, but bad times. If you're an adult, you should be able to handle that movie and have a good time with it. I would, I would say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I liked everybody's performance in that, you know, like, uh, John Hamm, you
1: know, Oh, John Hamm is, I, I don't know. I think he's criminally underrated. I really love that dude.
0: And, uh, you know, I'm glad to see that Cynthia Erivo has taken off since that too. So
1: was she the main, main, uh, female? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she did a really good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it was just a really good. It 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 felt like a Tarantino light type movie, right?
0: Definitely Tarantino light, something like Two Days in the Valley, kind of. You know, like Tarantino with uh, Jason.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was it was great. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about this. I feel like we already talked about. Have we talked about Blackula on this podcast? We
0: did when we talked about best vampire movies.
1: Gotcha. I just rewatched that like two weeks ago, and God, that, that movie is still like the music in it's so good to me. So, uh, if nothing else, the movie, I, I love the music in it. Yeah, I'm only at the B's. Actually, I just moved on to the C's. So, I am doing my best to get through this. Um,. Yo, know, it's funny. Like, I see Child's Play. Have you seen the new Child's Play yet? Because I haven't.
0: I, ha- I haven't either. Um, like, I'm. If it was on, I would definitely watch it, but I don't think it's something that I would, like, seek out on my own. Be like, oh, you know what? I need to go see Child's Play.
1: Yeah, I, I feel if it's on like Netflix or something like that, I would watch it. But every time it's on sale, it's still like ten bucks, and I'm like, no, a ten dollar seems too much for a movie that I don't think I'm going to like. It just I don't know, you, you know, you know how it goes. Like there are some movies that you're okay spending money on, and then I I just don't feel like taking the chance on a lot of things, quite frankly. And I, I've really, I, I've officially hit a wall where I have not come across hardly anything else that I've seen. Although I will say this I've been binge watching, uh, not binge watching, but it's on every night for me. On Pluto TV, they have, you know, a, they have, it's a free service and they have a lot of shows and they have an Unsolved Mysteries channel. And I watch the shit out of that every night and I have such a good time. And in the first season, a very, very, very young Matthew McConaughey makes his appearance, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I'll also say, because I uh, I got into Friday the 13th back in October, and then the most recent Friday the 13th, I, I started again and it's funny, because growing up, I remember not caring much for 3 and 6, and now 3 and 6 are two of my favorites, come to find out. It's very weird how my uh, tastes have, have changed, especially in the horror genre. That That's unusual for me. Um, okay, I can bring up Lighthouse, since I'm still going through stuff, but I just see a film with Rob Pat- Pattinson in it. Um, I believe it's supposed to be free on Prime uh, later on this month, but it is $0.99 if you want to see it now to rent at Amazon. Um, Black and white, beautifully filmed. It's pretty much uh, Willem Dafoe and Rob Pattinson and one other minor character. And it's really trippy, but I feel a lot of people made it out to be far trippier than it really was. Like... I've seen the film Braid. Braid is trippy. This was just like, yeah, I get it, but meh. It wasn't the trippiest thing I've ever seen by by far. But it was really well acted. And the thing I will say about it is if you if you like films that you can kind of interpret at your own will or see symbolism and stuff, this movie is just laden with that type of stuff. So uh that's all I will say without spoiling it.
0: Uh, I see. haven't seen it yet, but that's definitely one that's on my watch list going forward.
1: I saw a film called Hell or High Water, which also had uh, Jeff Bridges in it. And I can't remember who else was in it with him. Chris Pine and Ben Foster.
0: Yeah, that looked really good, too.
1: That I don't know why. Like I watched a lot of movies that... Kind of had like a Western vibe or feel to it, and I really liked that one. I saw the uh, the brothers sisters with um, John C. Riley and uh shit, I can't even remember now who else was in it. Uh, was that
0: um, yeah,
1: Gyllenhaal maybe? I, I don't remember. Yeah,
0: he was he was one of the other dudes. It was Gyllenhaal and Raj Ahmad wasn't it?
1: I, I'm I'm looking up the brothers, uh, the sister's brothers. My bad. Yeah. So is Joaquin Phoenix. Duh. We just talked about him.
0: Yeah. Uh. See.
1: Yeah, and that movie, if it's still on Hulu, is such a good watch, in my opinion. Uh, it just like the weird thing with like a lot of these western type films is like the endings are. Different than like your typical Hollywood film endings, but I like I like not always getting exactly what I want at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I watched probably about three months ago. Have you ever seen that?
0: Back in the day.
1: Way back in the day. I mean, that's
0: still what I think of when I think of Michael Rooker.
1: Yeah it still holds up like he he did such a great job in that and I don't know if that's free to watch anywhere that might just be something people have to go download or actually you know dare I say purchase but it's well worth it I'll say that much Um, while I'm still looking uh, have you seen the trailer for Spiral
0: yeah I mean if we're getting into trailers yes I, uh, I'm super optimistic for that one. Hey,
1: I, I saw it and I was like, wow, uh, was it Chris Rock and Samuel L, right? Yep. I, I'm, I'm completely stoked for that one. Uh, I'm all in whenever, uh, it comes back. Uh, you know, whenever films start making a comeback, I guess, uh, Here's a quick question. I, I was kind of curious to get your your thoughts on. Um, with everything going on, I, there's a lot of films that were just hitting the theater that are now going digital for twenty dollars. Is that too much? All things considered,
0: yeah, for a single viewing, yes, it's too much.
1: I, I think I think ten dollars would net them more profit than the twenty dollars is.
0: I mean, it would depend on the like. For me time limit, you know, downloadable, you know, like, are you, are they going to make you pay $20 to watch it and then down the road, make you pay another $20 to purchase it?
1: I, I believe it's $20 to own digitally,
0: but. In that case, in that case, then no, it's not, not too much, but I mean, <laughs> it's, like I'm pretty sure that they charged my wife $20 for a week for, um, invisible man.
1: Oh, no shit. I, I, I- my understanding was that it was to own, but I could could be. I, I haven't even tried to because I was just like I saw the price tag. I'm like, I don't really like paying more than five or seven dollars. Like with the exception of like the brand new films, like The Joker 1917, I have paid ten dollars for, but ten's my limit.
0: Yeah, it, it all comes down to like, is it worth it paying twenty dollars now, or do I just wait four months from now when it comes out and I can pay twenty dollars and own it for the rest of my life?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm a big, like, if I'm just renting something, I do not want to pay more than two or three bucks, uh, honestly. I, Like, yeah, you're going to drop eight to ten dollars at the theater, possibly more. I don't know how much it is in nice theaters uh, anymore, but, uh, you know, if, I'm, if we say ten dollars, I mean, I get it. Two people watching a movie, they're going to pay twenty dollars. You may as well pay twenty dollars, but I don't know, it's just weird to me. Um, have you seen The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that movie. It's funny as shit. And, um, you know, like one of the guys I think is underrated, and I wish he got more work was Matt Bomer, the bad guy in that.
1: Matt Bomer is in something coming up, I believe. Something relatively big that had my attention. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, I'm sure i could probably look it up <laughs> off the top of my head no i can't think of uh, i'm looking matt him over. up right
1: now because there was something that i saw I was like oh matt boomer okay cool oh no what it was was he's was like the new i want to say the new bad guy in the tv show the center and that had my uh i've never seen the Sinner, but it looked good and i really i'm a fan of matt boomer so like that got my attention so yeah there was no way in hell you would have known what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, good on me. Um, Alright. Now, this is old stuff that to talk about, but I over the past, I don't know how many months, I slowly but surely showed my friend uh, friends Tom and Kaylee, the Phantasm franchise. And I, I sit there because I was curious, like, would it be to somebody that's never seen the Phantasm franchise and I don't know how that those movies even got made looking back like I enjoy the hell out of them but I mean they're really not that good like I liked part part one's really good and they all entertain me but are they really that good
0: I would almost say that if you got somebody willing to do the right treatment that it's due for a reboot or remake. But I don't think you would ever find somebody who would able is able to capture like the whole vibe of the franchise in and of itself. I mean it's like you've said in past podcasts, I mean, where else are you gonna be able to watch a movie where an old dude throws his balls at a kid's face?
1: Yeah, I mean that's a tough sell to a lot of people, but it's a worthwhile endeavor, no doubt. <laughs> It's fantastic. Uh think is... You know, it, have you seen all five of them?
0: I have not. I've only seen the first three.
1: Part five... I, I don't know. I still stand by this. Part five actually makes me sad. Because you just see, like... It's kind of like the Expendables, only the sad edition of the Expendables. Like, these guys that you grew up, like, watching, and now they're just old, and... It's just a weird, sad state of affairs, I guess. I don't know. Phantasm Five is really it's it's okay, but it's also very sad. So, um, I will say right before I con well, I contacted you and you said you were ready. I was uh, actually watching Quarantine because it's a only a ninety minute movie, and I got thinking while watching Quarantine. Like, that's a movie where, like, right from the get-go, there was no way out. Like, you were screwed. Like, most films, you have kind of an option of not being completely screwed. That movie, you had no... There was no option, right? Like, you were dead.
0: Yeah, that's one of the ones where there's, like... It doesn't seem like it when you're watching it until you get to the end, but once you figure, figure out what's going on, yeah, you're fucked.
1: Like, there was just no... And also, I I also have Wreck, which is the original Korean version. And apparently on Voodoo, from what I can tell, they only have the English dub. They don't actually have it where I can just listen to the original audio. I hate English dub in that sort of thing. I I really do.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're... It depends on how, how much time they spend on it, but there are very few movies where the English dub is better than listening to the subtitles.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I mean, I uh, it trub- what troubles me the most is watching how the lips don't sync up to the words. So in that case, I'd rather just hear the Korean voice and read what's happening. I, I don't know. Like in cartoons, obviously it works because you're not trying to match up the mouth so much. Um, yeah Uh, so another thing we were going to talk well we were going to talk about movie trailers and I'm trying to switch between movie trailers and finding other things I've watched Um, right before we came on here I came across uh, Peninsula which is the the sequel to Train to Busan Um, have you watched the trailer?
0: I have it looks fucking amazing
1: (laughs) I'm all in is the same same person uh, who did the first one doing the second one?
0: Yep, yep. He is. I uh, don't know if it's the director, or the writer, or the producer, but...
1: That is super exciting. I, I'm very excited about that then. Um, huh. Well, I guess I've kind of gone through all the movies that I've kind of sort of watched without going through, like, all my other stuff. So... Movie trailers are where it's at. What other movies have you seen? Uh, I know we were going to talk about Candyman, and that's something I did see the trailer for.
0: Yeah, the only two real horror movies I can think of, um, like mainstream ones, that off the top of my head was uh, Quiet Place Two and Candyman.
1: All right, let's talk about Quiet Place. Don't that, that didn't come that didn't hit theaters before everything happened, right?
0: I don't remember if it was in theaters for like a couple of days and then they shut them down or not, but yeah, I mean, they've pushed it back. It's got a new release date later on in the year. I don't know exactly what it is, and I'm too lazy to look it up right now. But I uh, I love the first one, and I think this looks like, not necessarily more of the same, but um, enjoyable in the same thing.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree, and... You know, it was funny. I, I was watching the trailer with somebody, and they're just like, "I really like the daughter," and I'm like, "Yeah, I love everything from the first one as much as I liked a lot of things. I really liked the daughter, uh, Millicent Simmons is her real name. I, I, I'd like to see more of her, and I like the fact that Cillian Murphy is in the new one.
0: That Dude, day- I love I love Cillian Murphy. I mean, as shown by like my appreciation of like." 28 days later in sunshine as we've talked about but yeah uh, I like him a lot and he's very un-Silly and murphy looking in this too so
1: that was the thing like I kept going I know who that guy is I know and then I had to look it up cuz I just couldn't put put the face to it but yeah I I'm cautiously optimistic despite saying when we first heard that there was going to be a sequel I was like eh, it's not going to work it might I, I don't know. i I' It. The trailer looked okay, so I don't know. I'd like to be proven wrong. We'll go with that. Um. Now, Candyman is more something that uh, is up my alley. Um. Did the trailer? Did the trailer leave you feeling comfortable? Like they did, didn't. Did the trailer leave you feeling like Jordan Peele is going to do a good job with this?
0: Uh, I mean. Yes, but, I mean, so did Get Out and Us, so...
1: Fair enough. And you still haven't seen Us, have you?
0: I haven't, no. Yeah.
1: I'll say this. One thing I... I, And I don't know how they're going to do it. From the trailer, it makes me wonder if the main dude is going to end up being the Candyman. Like, if he's going to kind of, like, take over his body. I don't know. But one thing I noticed, like... um, there's there's a guy in, in it, uh, Coleman Domingo, who's also uh, one of the leads in Fear of the Walking Dead. He has one of the greatest voices, and he would have made a perfect Candyman. I don't think they're going in that direction, but his voice is magnificent. Uh, so, I was excited to see him, because I don't know anybody else in the cast. Like, I'm not familiar with the other uh, actors. Are you?
0: I mean, just, just the main dude. I mean... Uh he was just in Watchmen, like we were talking about uh, a little bit ago.
1: Right. He was uh, Regina King's dude, right?
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. Go fucking spoil it for you if you haven't watched it. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. And uh, he was actually just in an episode of um, Black Mirror I watched, uh, <laughs> which is fucking out there. Um, but, you know, like, all I had seen of him before, you know, uh, Watchmen and the Black Mirror episode was um black manta in aquaman and i was like wow this dude can't act and then i see him and then i'm like okay he can act he was uh, he must have just been like shooting for like straight over the top fucking scenery chewing in, in aquaman because he's um he's going to be one of the stars if not the main dude in the the new matrix movie coming out too so
1: i just saw that as i was looking up i'm like, Wait, Neil Patrick Harris." I didn't even know Matrix 4 was happening. I'm excited that Carrie Ann Moss is still around. I haven't heard anything from her in years. Um, I'm not excited for Matrix 4, though, to be. I didn't like anything aside from the first Matrix. Uh, so I'll I, still see it, but I'm not excited.
0: I, I like the second one, too, as an action movie. I see, I think the problem was everybody saw the first one. And that was what they thought the rest of the series was going to be, when in reality the creators saw the third one, and that was what they were focusing on, trying to get it there rather than, you know, iterating on the first one.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing Patrick Wilson's in Aquaman too. I like Patrick Wilson a lot. There's another guy that he does really good with with character work. I think.
0: Uh, I would say that he's undervalued, except he's fucking cast in everything lately, so I think they finally agree with us on somebody that, you know if you do good character work and you put in your time and you do a lot of B shit, eventually you'll start getting the A list projects.
1: Yeah, I mean look at how long it took for Buscemi. But once it finally happened, it happened.
0: <sighs> um Oh, one of the interesting things I found out, and you don't get this by watching the trailer, is uh, did you know that the dude in Candyman is the baby who saved at the end of the original Candyman. No, I did not. Yeah, he's supposed to be the baby who gets pulled out of the uh the burning structure of wood that she dies in at the end of the original.
1: Huh. I mean, I thought it was just cool they brought Vanessa Williams back, but that's another cool thing. Like, there's a lot of cool tie-ins. I. I God, I, I want to say that this is gonna be good. I don't want to be wrong. Like I, I know a lot of people think that I actually hate Jordan Peele, and that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm constantly cheering for him to do great things.
0: Well, I mean, one of the things too though is he's just producing; he's not directing this one, so there, there's that going for it too.
1: That is true. Who is? Uh, what is this person? Naya. So it's a lady. And I don't know any of her stuff, it appears. Huh. So, she's going to be a fresh face for a director, and I hope, I don't know, I, 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 just, I really have high hopes. Candyman is the one film this year that I would go to the theater to see. That's you where I'm mean?
0: at. I'm not going to lie. Candyman scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a fucking kid.
1: I'm upset because for the past five years, I've wanted to get a Candyman tattoo. If I get it this year, now it's going to come like, oh, you just remembered Candyman. No, Candyman was the only good horror movie of 1992 and was the scariest film I think has ever been made. So I'm just going on the record saying that I think Candyman is going to look great on my pasty white skin, by the way. Candyman's going to look awesome. (laughs) Like... It's true, like, some tattoos look really good, you know, depending on skin tone. Let's be honest. So, yeah, I mean, Candyman's going to look awesome. I'm, I'm going to get Candyman with the hook and the the nice uh, coat, the jacket, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I'm really excited to eventually get that tattoo, but it will be the
0: original Candyman.
1: And I know Tony Todd's also in the trailer, right?
0: We hear his voice I don't think I actually saw him
1: uh, yeah I think it's just the voice but god damn I love Tony Todd I, I'd like to see him have some kind of career resurrection like I know he was in Hatchet and that kind of helped and then he did Death House which I didn't like Death House did you see that?
0: I did not no
1: so I've had two friends that have seen it one felt the same way as me and one thought it was a freaking masterpiece and I don't I feel like they were not watching that film while being completely coherent. That's all. Yeah, it it just it didn't work, and I I wanted to. I love Kane Hodder, but it didn't work. Um, I've also been intrigued. I know this isn't horror related, but I've heard so many good things about Sandler's film that, like, something about Um, uncut gems or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard uh, good things about that, too.
1: I really, I'm curious, because, I mean, I don't remember the last time I liked an Adam Sandler movie, but, I mean, I cheered the guy on because he provided so much comedy for me when I was younger. Like, I don't want him to be bad. It's just that a lot of his stuff looked horrible. Like, he may be a good actor. I have no idea.
0: He, he kind of shoehorned himself into the same kind of role. Over and over and over. I mean, he was successful at it until he wasn't. Uh, By that point, he had been typecast so much.
1: I mean, I know that... I, I feel like Adam Sandler, I don't want to say popularized, but completely made it so like almost every comedy movie from somebody that was from SNL followed the exact same formula every single time. And I don't know if that formula's changed yet super funny the first 10-15 minutes then the downside and then they get mad they have their problem with their significant other who is way hotter than they are and they end up getting the guy or the girl at the end and yay Like that's every comedy made for the past 20 some years pretty much I feel even though like Anchorman nailed it most of them don't nail it I don't think
0: no I mean it's it's like anything you you need to have a good story idea and a script before you can just start working off of a uh, you know like a an idea like Wayne's World Austin Powers I think had that story idea in the script at least the first ones
1: even Step uh, Brothers man
0: Love Guru on the other hand I think they were <laughs> just running
1: with an idea you yeah. sure sure um God damn it What was the one It was Will Ferrell And Wahlberg And The Rock was in it Samuel They were like cops Other guys Oh my god I I know most people Don't think Don't think it's as funny But I I put it right up there Like just a notch below Anchorman and Step Brothers Like I think No,
0: that's a That's a really funny movie That's a good Good one (laughs)
1: Like There's so many great one liners In it And people are just like No it wasn't funny It's like it has almost as many great lines. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, so yeah, I get mad. And this is why I don't watch many comedies to be perfectly honest, because I, when I do trip across like something that I think is really good, people are like, meh. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just outgrown comedy. I don't know.
0: I just enjoy what I enjoy and I don't try to make, Yeah, you know, if other people don't like it, then they don't like it. I was yeah, like comedy is definitely one specific type of movie that is almost individual to every single person. There's no there's no very rarely is there like any movie that you can show people and just say, "Okay, this is funny. Everybody gets it. Everybody loves it."
1: I uh, you know, we're we're talking about this and I want to say I came across this list. And it's just 25 best movies on Amazon Prime right now. And I just kind of wanted to go over it because I figure if people are listening to us, they may want to know like some decent movies that are on. And I feel like you can add some insight on some of these that I've never seen. Um, I've never seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and everybody tells me that I'm an idiot for having missed that. Would you agree?
0: Um, it's good. I don't know if I would say top 25 on Amazon Prime. I mean, there's definitely funny scenes, but I think both Steve Martin and John Candy did better movies.
1: Actually, I just bought The Jerk, and I've never seen that either. I'm looking forward to that. It sounds yeah. funny.
0: One of the, yeah, it's a good movie. One of the things um, that I find interesting is as he got older, um, Steve Martin tried to do much more serious stuff, and he's written and actually directed some like uh, pretty good movies. <sighs>
1: Was he directed off the top of your head?
0: I know he did one that I remember. I'm, well, let me make sure before I go and put my words out into the ether.
1: I've only seen a handful of Steve Martin movies. Now, I have a Best of SNL Steve Martin, and that that DVD is fantastic. I've watched that almost as much as the Best of Christopher Walken DVD that I have.
0: Oh, maybe he actually hasn't directed it. I maybe mean, just writing it. I think. Uh, but,
1: well, that's all right. At least he's doing something.
0: Maybe not as much as me. know. okay. Uh, maybe I'm fucking just losing it. Um, but anyways, yeah. No, I, I know he's written some books. That's all. That's how I'll save mine
1: <laughs> Well, there that's goes it. Chris's dignity right out the window. Uh,
0: I I don't have any dignity at all. Uh,
1: obviously, or else you wouldn't be doing this with me
0: that's true too.
1: Um, all right. Continue on the list. Cause some of them were not much as common on hereditary, which we've talked ad nauseum at this point about, but we oh, both graduate, liked it. Yeah. Um, the graduate, I've never seen that. Have you?
0: Uh, yes, that's a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, people just tend to remember the one scene and that's all they remember, but, or maybe, maybe the, the two scenes you know, with the seduction and then the, the iconic wedding scene where he runs in at the end, but
1: the, yeah, it's, Okay, it's the oh, Mrs. Robinson thing, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to seduce me? Mrs. Robinson.
1: I've never seen it, but I mean, I've heard stuff about it. Just one of those things. It's, it's one of those things though, like movies that happened before we were born. Like, sometimes it feels like a chore to go back in time to watch something that doesn't sound super great that was probably great to people at that time. Trying to get millennials to watch movies from the 80s can be a fucking chore.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like I'm reminded of watching, uh, like, uh, Civil War when um, uh, Tom Holland's like, hey, you remember that really old movie uh, Empire Strikes Back? And I'm like, Wait, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, somebody young like that it probably is pretty, really old at this point.
1: It, even talking to somebody who's, like, in their early 30s, late 20s, like, it's funny, like, what, like, you know, you bring up a 90s song, it's like, oh, that classic. It's like, oh, man, that's a bummer.
0: Um, it's like, no, I've never heard of these guys yeah you never heard of marcy playground what the fuck
1: (laughs) you really don't know who mc hammer is
0: okay that makes me sad oh dude (laughs) that that's kind of that's really pathetic actually hey
1: i'm sure i guarantee there's a lot but yeah um speaking of civil war avengers is number 22 clearly they're not ranking them they're just throwing names out there um or if they are ranking them, I'm baffled by their system. But I'm just going to say that they're not ranking them. It's just a list. Gotcha. Um, Number 21 grabbed my attention, though. It's a movie called Eighth Grade, and I believe it's done by the A24 production studio, which also did Lighthouse, Hereditary, The Witch, um, Midsummer, And I've heard great things about Eighth Grade. It doesn't sound like a movie that would be my type of film but i kind of want to give it a shot since it's free i i, I guess it's more like a, a really good depiction of being a modern day eighth grader i guess mm-hmm. so i don't know um uh, number 20 was some like it hot which i'm never gonna watch that
0: yeah I'm, yeah i'll skip it
1: um number 19 fighting with my family is the story about wwe wrestler page and i would just Definitely watched I watched uh, one of her documentaries, um, but I'm also a hardcore wrestling fan, so
0: it was a it was a pretty good movie. I actually saw that in the theater. I mean, I don't know how exactly accurate it is. From what I understand, I mean, they took s- some liberties, but it was pretty funny. I mean, and it was heartwarming. I mean, that's that's you know, like that was that's the biggest thing I can say. Like, it's a good family movie.
1: Um, I assume. How, where where in her career does the film end?
0: Uh, I think basically right after the first title shot.
1: Okay, because like the documentary touches on like she had she had neck injuries. She finally makes it back, and she's wrestled like three matches and she gets another neck injury that ends her career. Like she was out for like a year, comes back for like three matches, career ending injury. It was like, I felt horrible for that girl. Yeah. Like just a sad, you know, it happens with athletes, but jeez, um, number 18, blue velvet. I've never seen
0: it. You know, that's one of the ones that like, I feel I should have seen.
1: Cause it's but... Lynch.
0: Yeah, and so many people listed it iconic uh you know, it's like referenced in other movies where people talk about movies and I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, I one hundred percent agree and, and feel the same way. It's one of those things I've heard enough about. It's been referenced but I just don't I don't know the references.
0: See like and it's another one like I haven't liked a lot of Dennis Hopper that I've seen. Hmm. I think I think he found himself like a niche when he started, and he's played the same character in almost every single thing since then. But uh, see, this, this is one of the ones I hear is one of his better performances too. So,
1: fair enough. Um, number seventeen is a a, a personal cat favorite, and I think you enjoyed it too.
0: Cabin in the Woods. Oh, dude, I fucking love that movie. Man, I wish, wish it had been a mermaid.
1: Oh God. <laughs> So so many good lines. Just I don't know. Everything about that was great. Uh, Number sixteen platoon. I haven't seen that in like twenty years, but I know I like that movie a lot.
0: It's um, it's a good movie. It definitely gets by more on like Willem Dafoe than it does by Tom Berenger or Charlie Sheen. But at the same time, I think there were better uh, Vietnam movies that came out in the same era that probably didn't get as much hype as Platoon did
1: I, I will I will argue with people that there are better Vietnam movies percentage wise than there are any other war movie because a lot of people are like World War 2 movies are the best I'm like Vietnam movies are f- so good though by and large like yeah Platoon isn't nearly as good as like uh, The Deer Hunter or Full Metal Jacket um Help me out here.
0: I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a ton, like born on the Fourth of July. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but like it's it's hard because even though they're war movies, they're telling different uh, th- you know it's different themes that are touched upon between World War II and the two. Wasn't there oh, one with like World War II and and uh, Vietnam?
1: Like one with Michael J. Fox, right?
0: Uh, shit. Yeah, I think so.
1: I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Michael J. God damn it! I I remember liking it too, cause like I don't know. Didn't they like rape some of the the women and he was opposed to it or something like that? Casualties of War, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. That that movie was really well done. Who else was in that? Sean Penn, John C. Riley, John Leguizamo ving rames jesus all these all these good vietnam war movies tend to have great cast I, I i've noticed um jesus all right number 15 a movie that i think i bought but i haven't watched yet is 12 angry men
0: have the it's, original it's in black and white so yeah, yeah see that's another one that i've been told is fucking amazing that i never um i never seen i actually heard the remake was really good too
1: i just like the fact that jack Klugman is in it because i'm a huge fan of that dude uh, i don't know if you even know, you know who jack Klugman is but yeah I'm,
0: oh. um that couple
1: yeah yeah exactly he used to he did like three or four uh twilight zones and i just always really liked liked him i, I thought he was great um so yeah, I th- I think that's a movie I kind of want to see before it leaves in case I didn't buy it. Um, number fourteen, the and I don't I don't know how to pronounce this properly. the the mechanist or mechanist, the Christian, machinist, machinist. Yeah. Okay, have you
0: seen it? Uh no, No, yeah, Me- that's that's one that I've like heard so much good shit about, but I never actually watched it.
1: Yeah, I feel like this might have been one of Bale's first films where he did, like, the whole transform his body type thing.
0: Yeah, it was one of the ones where people started really realizing, like, how much of a method actor he was. I remember that. He, I think he lost, like, 90 pounds. There's something, some insane amount of weight to, to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was just so thin. It's, it's creepy. I definitely want to see it, because... I mean, Bale? I, Bale's another guy that, by and large, if you tell me Christian Bale's in it, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with watching it. I will take that chance. He's usually pretty consistent. Um, number 13, I Am Legend. We've talked about that on this podcast quite a few times. Um, number 12, Clue.
0: Dude, I fucking love that movie. That's, that's one of the comedies I would say kind of stands up in it's really hard to find somebody who watches it who doesn't at least chuckle a couple times.
1: It stands the test of time. Maybe it's not as hilarious as it was back in 1985, but it still is good. Yeah. Um, number 11 a film that I bought last year was To Kill a Mockingbird, which... I, oh, that's a classic. It, it really is, man. I, I, I really like it. Um, and I know a lot of younger people don't, haven't ever seen it and may never have heard of it. And I would say, if you're listening to this and haven't seen it, it's really good. Even even though it's old, it's really good. And Gregory Peck is really good. And uh, the girl. Um,
0: yeah, I forgot who was her play scout. But.
1: Um, she was also in the very final episode of The Twilight Zone. Really, was she? I think her name's like Mary Badham, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Anyway, number ten, pretty in pink. Never seen it. Has my Ringwald won't see it.
0: Yeah, it's not one of the better John Hughes.
1: Am Am I wrong in saying that the John Hughes movies are overrated?
0: Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, his his movies definitely shaped like a generation.
1: He, he was very influential, but I I feel like. It was kind of like one of those things where he, it was good for this time, but do they hold up incredibly well? Uh, Fer- Ferris Bueller. I I've, I've watched Bueller once in my life, and I'm good. To be perfectly honest, like
0: I I love Ferris Bueller. So
1: that's uh, like I didn't see Ferris Bueller until late '90s, early 2000s. So that also changes things.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely compared to. Um, you know, uh, seeing it when it came out. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where just life is different that now than it was then. So,
1: Oh, yeah. It's so different. All right. Here's probably the one film on here that I had the biggest question mark about. And this is why I say it can't possibly in, be in any order. Changing Lanes with Affleck and Samuel L. I didn't. Think that movie? Would, I couldn't even get. I'd never finished the movie. I couldn't finish it. Did you like it?
0: Uh, I've never actually seen it, so it,
1: it's tough to get through, man. Like, uh, I mean, cause I at the time I actually didn't hate Ben Affleck. Like, I I kind of liked him, and I loved Samuel. So I was like, all right, and no, no, um. Let's see, now we're at Leave No Trace, which I've never even heard of, but has Mm -hmm. Ben Foster in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just going to move right along to The Disaster Artist, which is about Tommy Wiseau.
0: I really enjoyed that movie.
1: See, I still haven't seen The Room, but I did buy The Disaster Artist. But I have to watch The Room first, I think, before I watch The Disaster Artist, would you not agree?
0: I have never seen The Room, but I watched The Disaster Artist, and I appreciated it enough to understand like what the intention was.
1: Gotcha. I mean, it had a great cast. It, it sounded good, so... I mean, I think it was like $3 to buy, so I was like, alright.
0: I would say that you definitely will get your money out of those $3. Fantastic. That's just a, that's just a guess, but yes, I would say that.
1: Alright, number six was Captain America, The First Avenger... Which, whatever, is fine. Number five. This is a movie we don't ever talk about, but... Me and Eric, uh, we talk about this, and this is a movie that we both agree should be remade with the right people. Highlander.
0: Dude, yeah, they were talking about it. Wait, they were? Yeah, for a while. I think it's on hold now, but Batista was going to play the Kurgan.
1: Uh, Oh, okay. Huh. Like... I mean, we were trying to like think like who would we cast for that? Like, I don't know who you replace Connery with, and we like in the main dude, Um... Connor. Yeah, yeah Connor McLeod. Uh, but Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Like, just think about like how far special effects have come along. Like, I think they could make that into a huge blockbuster film. Like, uh, yeah, and and Batista's really turned into a really good actor. Like. I know I'm a little biased, but quite frankly, what I've every time I see him, he improves a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, he's, you know, you can definitely tell, like, his first couple movies, it's been like anybody transitioning from wrestling into, uh, you know, the more serious side of acting. You know, it's a little rough. The Rock was rough. I mean, look at the Sor- Scorpion King. And then look at where he's able to go now. I mean, he's definitely upped his game. Yeah. Uh, uh, same thing with Batista. Like you look at where he was with like Drax, and then you look at something like um, Bushwick, you know, which I thought was pretty good, you know. So. I have or Hotel Armas. Like you're, right. You're talking about.
1: Yeah. All right. Number four is a Kent classic. Always, well, I will always recommend this. I don't care, even though I shouldn't recommend this to everybody, but Bone Tomahawk is free on Amazon. Dude,
0: yeah. I, I can definitely say we should not recommend that to everybody, but if you have a strong stomach, it's a good movie. A really fucking good movie.
1: And, like, in the description, it brings up, like, how horror and Westerns rarely are combined, but when they do, like... I would say like the ghost ghost in the darkness was kind of a horror. And I liked that a lot, but Bone Tomahawk is so good. So good. Um
0: I love the performances in it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, well, Patrick Wilson who we already talked about. You get uh Whit
0: Russell, Richard Jenkins.
1: Jenkins, David Arquette, Sid Haig. Uh
0: what's his name? fucking do and lost
1: oh yeah 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 uh matt matt fox right
0: yeah yep
1: yeah that everybody richard jenkins will make you laugh at least four or five times if nothing else he will make you laugh in a movie that is not at all funny like he's just great um all right number three Hellraiser, which we don't talk a lot about but I don't ever have much to say about Hellraiser, to be honest. I
0: was—I was actually just talking about it with, the other day with somebody at work, and I was like, "It didn't. It hasn't aged well." No.
1: Do you, Do you think it could be remade though, and do any better? Uh, I don't think like, so. I, I don't know.
0: Like, see, I wonder how much of it would it work better if you divorced it from uh. Clive Barker, or would it work better if you remade it with Clive Barker? Like, I don't know how much of
1: that—that's what, what the answer is. I don't either. That's a good question, but
0: Because, t- like, some of his stuff he's done has been great, and some of it I think he's, he's gotten in the way of what could have been a better movie.
1: Well, isn't that what horror writers tend to do? They get in the way of they're really great projects or they disown them in the case of The Shining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny how that works. So, I, I'm going to say you you go away from Clive Barker and just go for it, man. I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to see it reinvented, but I don't think it'd be a commercial success, to be perfectly honest.
0: You, you know, like, I don't think the S&M scene is seen as, you know, kind of as outside as it used to be either. So.
1: Oh God, no. I mean, it, it's amazing what, you know, 30 plus years have done to social acceptance on a great many things. Um, hell, even in the stand, I'm listening to Larry's mom and she's like, you got that black voice. And I'm just like, yep. I don't think they would say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't know if she meant that insultingly or not I think she kind of did and I'm just like okay well when they remake that for CBS whenever I'm sure that won't get in there so um anyways to finish up this list uh, number two it's a wonderful life which I've never sat through the whole thing I don't know if I ever will
0: I, I love that movie so.
1: I I, I, I I have people that swear by it. I I really should, cause I, I mean I know the general gist of it. I just I really should see it for the performances. I, I should, but I don't know if I ever will. Um, and number one, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is another one. I've never seen that trilogy.
0: Dude, I own it, and I've never watched. You know, I've I've watched, The um, Fistful of Dollars and i've never watched the Fist* for a few fi- or for a few dollars more or uh, the good and the bad and the ugly even though i own it
1: i don't even want to get into things that i own that i haven't watched cuz it's embarrassing yeah, yeah i guess but uh, i i i definitely like i've long planned for like the past 2 years i've planned on doing a western month because my knowledge of westerns is so limited to like five movies <laughs> Tombstone's uh, one of
0: them. What I, what I think is funny is, you know, a lot of our t- our tastes we get from our parents, right? Sure. And, you know, like, my parents were just not into Westerns, you know, when I was growing up. And so I never was. I never wanted to play Cowboys and Indians. I didn't get it. But, you know, like, as I've gotten older, I can appreciate, you know, like, the mythology and the, uh, you know, the 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 desires that made people be interested in it. You know, like there's no more manifest destiny, no more, you know, real frontier for people to go up against kind of shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a wrestling fan to now go back and watch Westerns, like you can see how much Westerns influenced modern day wrestling. There's a lot there. And you know, it's funny. You say like you know, our parents influence us, and yes, my mom influenced me as far as horror goes, and my dad loved westerns, but I hated my father, so I avoided westerns. So like I purposely avoided all westerns just out of sheer, we'll say spite. So like now that he's dead, I can thoroughly go and enjoy some westerns. It's it's weird, <laughs> but
0: yeah, yeah, that didn't get dark or anything. Yeah. I,
1: well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. I stammered and I have nothing. <laughs> uh, good on me. <laughs> Can I just say that I was super excited to see Tombstone on sale for five bucks like three months ago? Because <laughs> that movie's great. <laughs> And the Sam Elliott commercial with Lil Nas X is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just going to go to Old Town Road.
1: <laughs> oh my. Yo, I love that video. Have you actually seen the video to that?
0: Yeah, the video is really good. <laughs>
1: uh, Raylene had never seen it. She didn't want to. She's avoided. She's like, well, now I just don't want to see it. I'm like, all right. So then I waited for like an inopportune time like when she'd be upset and not Aware of what's happening, and showed it. It was great. <laughs> also, uh, the the baby shark song she'd never heard until I uh, introduced that thing, and I have some baby shark uh, cereal. It's not bad.
0: Yeah. Fucking baby shark.
1: I see. Here's the thing: I don't have kids, so I don't have to tolerate any of that nonsense because I think they'd drive me up a fucking wall. But. Just as a single man, like just hanging out by myself, yeah, I can jam out while playing a video game to Baby Shark. Also, been jamming out to uh, Jimmy Sachs's version of "No Man, No Cry." Great song.
0: I haven't heard it. So,
1: if if you like the the saxophone guy from Lost Boys, check that song out. I I feel like you'll feel good about your life.
0: I might have to, then.
1: Yeah, like, Jimmy Sachs, No Man, No Cry. I hope hope all three of our listeners are going to go listen to it now. I'm very disappointed. Amazon don't even have it. Like, I I asked uh, my female friend here, who's an electronic device. Uh, Yeah, she always plays the wrong version, because they just don't have it. Which is sad. But, with that being said, we... You know, let's just quickly uh, we'll promote that for the next podcast whenever the hell that may be uh, really depends on your work schedule since you've been working a lot um, we will touch on best sequels in a horror franchise, we're limiting ourselves to one film from a franchise, so I can't do Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4 which makes me sad but this, you know, it's funny because like when we discussed it, I, I had like all these thoughts in my mind, and since then I've had like a ton more. And now I'm like, I'm really confused on what my list is even going to look like. A lot of times I have a good idea of where I'm going with it. This time I
0: don't. Yeah, I would really have to seriously think because it's going to be a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, I and as I as you know we talked about it, i said i think that our lists are going to be uh fairly different because i imagine that you and i if if you and i both include a film from halloween or friday the 13th we're probably not going to have the same movies um like this, this isn't clear cut like the only thing i can think that's actually clear cut is 28 weeks later is probably going to appear on both of our lists aside from that i don't have any idea
0: yeah i mean uh And see, it's going to be tough, too, because, like, if we just said, choose, like, a shitload of fucking horror franchises and then pick the best sequel out of one, well, then, yeah, that's pretty fucking easy. But if you're saying, what are the top five best sequels, like, is the sequel in this franchise better than all of the movies in this franchise? You know, that's kind of...
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I I can tell you this. Candyman sequels will not appear on my list because... They were not good.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Although I, I you know, I, I, here's a quick question, just off the top of your head. Did you prefer Child's Play two or Bride of Chucky?
0: Child's Play two.
1: I feel like I'm gonna have to rewatch both them because I feel that's closer than, like I liked it's, like both.
0: I I, I feel like. Again, it was one of the series where, like, it kind of changed what its intention was the further you got into it.
1: It, it evolved, which is not that a... I don't know, for that franchise, wasn't it a good thing after Child's Play 3?
0: Oh, yes and no. I mean, it's it's like if you look at, like, what Freddy was in Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you compare him to Freddy and say, like, 5 or 6... You know, like, where he almost became more one-liners than he was, you know, like, yeah, yeah. anything separate. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of franchises, when they start getting, not necessarily played out, but further into the, you know, they start looking around and they're like, okay, well, you know, everybody thinks, you know, Chucky's great when he's telling jokes, you know, that, okay, we'll just make him tell jokes all the time, kind of shit. It's
1: tough to bring him back to, like... Dark Chucky, Dark Freddy, and like I mean they succeeded in New Nightmare tactically in bringing back yeah you know Dark Freddy, but I mean that's actually kind of a rare thing, all things considering. Uh, I mean usually they just get I mean look at Leprechaun how ridiculous that got or I mean Hellraiser got ridiculous Children of the Corn oh, yeah you know, you know so like I. Uh, Actually, I'm I'm a little stumped on Halloween because, uh, like, all right. So let me ask if this counts. With Halloween, are we just going with the original franchise, or does Rob Zombie and the n- newer like newer ones count?
0: I think we have to make them count because otherwise, you know, that's
1: see now that presents a huge problem for me because i thought the original halloween 2 was great and i thought rob zombies halloween was great so like this is actually i think this is gonna be a good list for me because it's gonna make me really i'm really gonna put some thought into it
0: yeah i mean think about like texas chainsaw too
1: oh my god texas man that one's gonna be oof there's a yeah, I'm excited for this one. I, I really am. Now, uh, I think I'd be remiss to say, you know, like, we were going to touch on, like, uh, our top 5 or 10 holiday horror, but even after looking at the list that you sent me, like, it just wasn't, I don't know, wasn't exciting, didn't.
0: Yeah, there was. There just wasn't, an, basically, everything that we... I think would have been on the list is something that we've already talked about.
1: Yeah, the the feeling of the bend there, done that. Oh, God, I have to choose one of the saw. Oh, man.
0: See, that's really tough.
1: <sighs> yeah, because three, two, three, and four were all really good. Whew. And, uh, that's exciting. And, alright, here's something I'd like to do this year for October. I'm just gonna pre plan it now if you're down with it. It's one list that we haven't done, and it's a big important list. Top ten horror icons.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good one.
1: I, I really want like I want to do that and I want to do you know, in October I want to do best uh you know, rate the Halloween films, but uh eh, horror icons is much better.
0: <laughs> well, one thing I want to hit this year. I, especially it would be cool if it's before Spyro comes out. I wanted to do a discussion of this the Saw series as a whole.
1: I mean, you know I'm down with that.
0: <laughs> because I really think that like, a lot of it gets maligned when it shouldn't.
1: Thank you. I have such a hard time trying to have conversations with people that just... They have it said in their mind that it's just all terrible, it's all torture porn. I'm like... Did you really watch it? Did you pay attention? We're, like, because there's a lot of substance to the Saw franchise. Like, there just is. Uh, you know, there's way more substance to Saw than there was in Friday the 13th, for instance.
0: I mean, just, I want to say about like two years ago, it was before Jigsaw came out. I went and rewatched the whole thing, and I was like, you know, I remember when the, the later ones were coming out, and everybody was just like, oh, it's another Saw, it's fucking shitty, blah, blah, blah. And I think that a lot of the later ones hold up a lot better than a lot of later entries and a lot of other horror franchises.
1: Oh, saw, saw five really holds up well. And uh, the only one I didn't care for, I, I would say my least favorite is saw seven or saw three D, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that was also disappointing to see in the theater.
0: Uh, I even like, I even like six a lot. Like I think six had some of the best twists.
1: Yeah, six was good because it was all about like the the insurance people that wronged him. It had Eddie Winslow from Family Matters. It had a lot going on for it, and at first I didn't even like part six, but then after watching it, you know, four times, uh, I, I it kind of clicked for me. And Jigsaw, I really liked Jigsaw a lot, even though the twist was beyond predictable, but. Uh, Still liked it a lot
0: Yeah, I, I agree I mean uh, So yeah, it's definitely down the road sometime this year I'd like to do one where we just hit the sausage
1: Alright um, Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I know we're just bullshitting here But quite frankly We've never done like best Stephen King Adaptations,
0: right? Yeah, we're still sitting on that one somewhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, it's nice to know That we still have ideas And we haven't quite run out of everything yet <laughs>
0: Yeah, we haven't got to the point where we're just like, so. Um, or, like, yeah. Yo, we, yeah, what'd you do?
1: we we'd never well, done, like, uh, best, like, horror actors, for instance, you know? Like, people that are just great yeah. at horror. You know, Bela Lugosi type shit, man.
0: Jeffrey Combs.
1: Oh, yeah, Combs is really a good pick. Uh, Kathy Bates is Solid. She's,
0: she's she's good all around, man. I mean,
1: she really is, but I just I love her for horror stuff more than anything else. So, I guess I guess that's where I'm basing that off
0: of. I got you. I got you. you
1: know, but you know, even somebody like a, a you know Sid Haig had quite a good run in horror. Whereas you know, there, there's other people that have done. You know, a huge, like, Kathy Bates had a broad spectrum from comedy and, you know, fried green tomatoes, and Kathy was good in that.
0: Uh, I, I know one that should hit right up your earlier though, is so Lin
1: She's, yeah, she, she's like a no-brainer for, yeah. for me. From, yeah, just everything that she's done. You all know, who I'd like to see do more horror before he's dead is Ed Harris because he's got to be getting up there in age, right?
0: He's looking old in Westworld when I see him on the, the ads for it and shit.
1: Like as I was watching the stand, I realized like he didn't have a ton of screen time, but what little time he had, he really crafted that character and I'm like he's just he's really talented. He I don't know, I think he's very underrated.
0: Yeah, and well, I mean, I don't I don't think he's necessarily underrated, but I think he does doesn't do a lot of shit, but I mean if Look at like a history of violence and like who he plays in that and then tell me that he, he can't do a creepy fucking dude.
1: History of violence is one of the mm, fantastic and Vigo Mortensen, man, I'd I'd like to see Vigo Mortensen do like a horror film. He did. Did he? Oh he wait, was he sa- did
0: Satan in the prophecy.
1: Well not only that, he did uh, Texas Chainsaw Three. Is he in
0: there?
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, no shit. Yeah, not, not his proudest moment. Oh, Ed Harris is in uh, the new Top Gun movie.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that.
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. But and see, now I feel better. I feel better. We just came up with like four different podcasts that we have, plus any. You know, ideas or suggestions from anybody that's listening to us uh, would be appreciated. Uh, I mean, I I feel at some point we really should do top ten best horror video games. I mean, this is a horror movie podcast, but I feel people would be down with that.
0: That'd be good. There's a a fucking shit ton that I haven't played that I've seen. Like, I did not realize. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, like, console-wise, they stay pretty... Pretty big budget, I would say. You know, you have your Resident Evils, your Fatal Frames, your Silent Hills, but they don't get really into too many um, indies. I would say, like there is a shit ton of horror games on PC. Oh yeah, that I haven't even touched on any in any way.
1: Yeah, no. I, as a person that has over thirteen hundred Steam games, I can say that there's a lot of horror on there. And some of it's good, and a lot of it's terrible. A lot of that indie horror stuff is really bad. Which makes me sad, but it's just the way it is. So, uh, with that, uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Because...
0: Uh, I think that's pretty much it. We're going to try to to keep this regularly going again. Peoples.
1: Yeah, like, monthly if possible. Uh, I like... I I'd like to do monthly. I I, I always have fun doing this. It gives me something to do. Definitely. And uh, hopefully by the time, well, probably by the time we do this again, probably this shit show is still gonna be a shit show. But eventually it'll get better.
0: Yeah. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, with that being said, I made tacos tonight, and I'm excited to eat some of those.
0: You bastard taco sounds so good right now
1: <laughs> I, I i made the taco meat and then put on quarantine then got a whole of you so i was like i'm glad i didn't wait too long on the tacos because <laughs> i do not like cooking this late at night because the fire alarms here are super sensitive so i i want to say like my second or third day here the fire alarm went off and like I'll tell you, it was creepy as hell. I, I'm upstairs, and on both sides of my apartment door, there are these double doors that are magnetic, and they get they close automatically when the fire alarm goes off. And I'm standing out there. I was just bringing up Taco Bell, so tacos again. And the doors close. The alarm goes off, and I'm like, holy shit! Like it terrified me. Quite frankly, like for a moment there, I was just like, am I trapped? Like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so. Yeah, just being real, I got scared as hell here. <laughs> Not a good time. <laughs> and I mean, normally I don't get freaked out over much, but, I mean, unless it's bugs, then I get freaked out. But, ugh. I don't know. But, alright. Um, yeah, we will be back hopefully uh, in May, or at the latest June.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've got uh, you know, shit up in the air would work somewhat, but yeah, all right. shouldn't be too bad to be able to do it. In May,
1: I'm I'm hoping by then I will have seen uh, God. I will have a bigger list of things I've seen because I really I want to sit down and watch uh, Castle Rock. I I didn't finish season one. And I didn't start season two, and that.
0: Yeah, I I've, I watched all of season one, and then my wife went and watched season two without me. The bitch.
1: I mean, I was going to say that, but I felt that was more your place.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I can get away with it, maybe.
1: You have better yeah. luck tonight.
0: <laughs> then again, she's also in the room right next to me, so.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that, and I want... I mean, there was a couple of things on Netflix that looked good to me, and i i really like to see Black Mirror at some point. It seems like something I would enjoy.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I really... Uh, I've enjoyed it. You know, one of the things I might do... Down the road, I don't know if probably not this month, but do the the month long thing for Shudder because I've been wanting to watch uh, Channel Zero.
1: Ah, well, Shudder, you should uh, ask me about that. I can probably help you out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, like when you help me out with like your your voodoo, I mean, there's just so much in there that like. Dude, I, I see the list and it's kind of like, yeah. yeah.
1: It's overwhelming, right? Like, it, it's like going through Netflix now where I'm like, oh, there's too many things here. I'm intimidated and I don't know what to pick. And then I just stick around. Yeah. I get it. But. Eh, that's alright. Shudder's cool. Like, one cool thing about Shudder is that they have a 24-7, uh, like, usually it's, like, really bad 70s horror that's usually on, but sometimes you find, like, some gems that are just funny to watch on it. So. And they also have Creepshow.
0: Yeah, Yeah. there you go. I heard that.
1: That Were you telling me that was pretty good? Uh, I've heard, I haven't watched it yet, but I do know that got picked up for Season 2, and... I heard it was really really good so I'm cautiously optimistic about that so and I think Shudder may also have the Joe Bob Briggs drive-in if I'm not mistaken so actually Shudder has a lot of good stuff compared to uh, Screambox which I also have Screambox but I don't watch that nearly as much as I would watch Shudder and Shudder I think also has 3 from Hell has a few other things that I know were, um, exclusive to them. So, all right, I'm done rambling.
0: Gotcha. Well, people, we hope you enjoyed listening to us just kind of meander and, uh, we will catch you later. Take care. Sweet.